like seek the welfare of your local community mm-hmm. where you live. We are not called to be this walled off, yes, isolated community. Right. I agree. Right? Like we are a community who exists for the broader community. Right. We should seek not just, this is Tim Keller says this, don't just seek church growth, seek city growth. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast, where we'll discuss growing in our walk with Jesus through everyday faithfulness. We believe that true flourishing is possible in all seasons because God himself is our source of life. As we enjoy him and follow him, we will reflect his light in a dark and desperate world. Here we go. Hello, hello. And welcome back to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast. Welcome to episode five, where we will be talking about communal flourishing. But before we get into that, as we do each episode, we are going to do an icebreaker question. I just said yeet yeet and he just didn't even acknowledge it. That's because it's so normal (laughs) for me. Like, I think that, I think I just accepted that you're going to do embarrassing things on this podcast and I'm going to do embarrassing things on this podcast and it's fine. We're just trying to keep it real around here. That's what we're here for. That was pretty cringy though, just so you know. (laughs) Very cringy. It was on purpose. So that makes it a little... Yeah, that does does help. But we're going to do an icebreaker question. Matthew, it's your turn. Yes. It's my turn to choose from the questions we have received. Yes. We have received... the gram. Yeah. Some really good ones too. Instagram. We have some great ones. And he's not telling me which ones, which one he's picking. So I'm excited. So, shout out Lydia. Oh, Lydia. That's Matthew's sister. That is my sister. She asks, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? That is such a creative question. First of all, I'm very impressed, Lydia. Excellent question. And a fun one. Um, can you go first? Can I like have five seconds to think about it? Yep. Patrick Starr. That's the answer. Are you serious? Yes. He's just so funny. Oh, wait. You're actually serious. Patrick Starr, Matthew? Dead serious. Patrick Starr. Okay. I'm definitely judging that one. If I had to choose another one, probably, I don't know, one of the guys from Ed, Ed, and Eddie or something. Oh, wow. These are so bad, just to be honest. Hey, that's just who I am. I'm I'm over here like thinking about all the shows that had and watches. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, my like first answer. I'd probably want to hang out with Bluey and Bingo. That's a good answer. Like I Bluey. Would, okay, I would totally hang out with the dad from that show. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's, so he is seems, the mom. He seems like my kind of guy. They are so funny. Yeah. But Bluey and Bingo, they're just like every day in their own world of imagination. Yeah. It's just a fun time, you know? That is a great kid show. But also, Haddon loves this show, and I'm sure a lot of other kids watch this show, Wild Kratts, The Krat Brothers. Another good one. And it is the cutest show. Well, they they have Zaboomafoo, which is like the 90s one. Mm-hmm. And now they have Wild Kratts, and he loves this show and learns a lot from it. Yeah. And that would be cool, too, because 
they get learn their about a lot. Creature power suits. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd want to turn into something in the ocean. Yeah, I love ocean life. Anyway, my answer is Bluey and Bingo from Bluey. Nice, good answer. Good answer. Great question, Lydia. Thanks. <laughs> now, communal flourishing. All right, let's get into it. definition of communal flourishing yes communal flourishing we would say is participating and enjoying i'll throw that word in there okay participating in and enjoying the shared life of god's kingdom Mm -hmm. did you make that up i did good job i really did thank you so all we're trying to say here you go back to genesis 1 All roads lead back to Genesis 1, by the way. In the beginning. In the beginning, God creates everything, including humanity. First, God created Adam just by himself. God brings all the animals to Adam. Adam names them. God says everything in creation was good. Mm -hmm. But then he comes to a certain point and he says that is not good. Mm -hmm. And it was the fact that Adam was alone. So what God does is he creates Eve, boom, first form of community. It was actually a marriage. Yeah. But the fact that Adam was alone was not a good thing. And so fast forward to today, living alone is not, like not being known, not having any connection with other humans would be a very bad thing. Mm-hmm. Isolation. Yeah. What is like the chief form of punishment and torture is solitary confinement Mm -hmm. just like cutting you completely off from other human beings yeah so living with other humans in a way that honors really this is what it is living with other human beings in a way that is loving towards god and honoring towards god and loving towards others i agree as communal flourishing i agree For an example, let's pull out the Bible, Acts chapter four. So so Jesus comes on the scene. He says, I am bringing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is coming to earth. I am establishing it. And after he uh, rises from the dead and ascends into heaven, the church is established. And so in Acts, it's, you know, the story of the church being formed. And in Acts four, I mean, if this isn't, community, communal flourishing. I don't know what is. Acts 4.32. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And, check this out, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. That's incredible. There you go, bam. Communal flourishing right there. Flourishing. In God's word. 
yeah, nobody had any needs. Mm. Like people were loving God and loving others so much that they were willing to do whatever it took to live in this peaceful harmony that was honoring to the teachings of Jesus wow. and obedience to God. Wow, 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 wow. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Acts 4. So that that's like the ideal that the Bible props up for us. So in 2023, living in America, it uh, we have to explore what communal flourishing looks like. Yeah. And I have to say, we live in a society of such isolation. Yeah. It is not even funny. I mean, just the statistics of depression right. itself tells you that. Speaking of, did you know that about 60% of U.S. adults say they are lonely? I believe that. 60%. That's a really high percentage. I know. It's wild. Of U.S. adults. Yes. Wow. Wow, that's sad. The craziest part is, you know, things like Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. all the social medias, as as those things were being created and released, like their one of their number one selling points was connecting with other people. They were trying to sell community. Yeah. Like, hey, check this out. You can send a friend request and you can see what other people are up to, what they're doing. It's and they were trying to like sell community almost. Or really connectedness was, right. was the word. But there's a very big difference between sitting in your living room, scrolling, and seeing what other people are up to versus actually being present with them. Yes, person. because I think it's so important to note that social media is a highly real. You hear people say that a lot. It's the truth. It is the truth. I mean, I'll... I'll be honest, the stuff I put on my Instagram, you're seeing all the good parts of my life. You're seeing all the happy yeah. things. Um, and I think that, yeah, and that just, I just, I feel like that contributes to isolation too because then other people are seeing people's highlights. I mean, I'm not like knocking on it because I enjoy Instagram. I enjoy sharing. You're allowed to share your highlights. Yeah, of course. Like that's not a bad thing. But you just have to remember that that's not that person's actual life as a whole. Yeah. So loneliness is a legitimate pandemic right now. Mm. And check this out. This is from like a secular statistic website, whatever you call it. They say this. When it comes to how loneliness is linked to flourishing or really how it's not linked to flourishing. This is what they say. On all measures... Those who experience significant loneliness are much less likely to exhibit high well-being. Ooh. Yeah. For example, those who say they are lonely are more than three times as likely as those who are not lonely to be categorized as, quote, suffering in their life evaluation ratings, while the odds of being categorized as, quote, thriving are cut Mm. in half. Mm -hmm. Two-thirds of those who were lonely the previous day also experienced anger a lot that same day compared to just 11% among those who were not lonely. Last sentence. And 33% of those who are lonely currently have or are being treated for depression nearly triple the level found among non-lonely respondents. Wow. Boom. That's really heartbreaking. It is extremely sad. 
Because, and you know why, it's because that's not how God intended it to be. I mean, I understand that a lot of this is, this is because we live in a broken, fallen world. We're not, we're not in heaven yet, but it's just sad. It just makes me sad. I think one thing to ask is why, why do we need community so badly? And how are community and flourishing linked? Did you just hear that noise? It sounded like a ghost. I can't say that. I, think. <laughs> I don't it sounded like ghost. a ghost. It was like, like a, like a gust of wind or something. I didn't hear it. You should definitely edit out that weird noise that I just made. Yeah, it was probably one of our kids because we don't have the monitor near us and we have headphones on, but... Not going to lie. I heard the noise and immediately pictured a little white ghost thing. Just Casper flying around saying what's up. I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Hold on. Hold on. What? Casper. He's a little flurry. Oh my gosh. You know what? Like you can laugh at that because you've got your own like little groupie of people that think you're so funny with your flurries. It's catching on. It's a So good for you, babe. Join the hashtag little flurry movement. Okay, I have to call your parents for for just a second. Join today. His cute parents text us and they're like, we're your little flurries. And I was like, man, this car family. The most supportive. They're so funny. Yeah. Love you, mom and dad. Aw. Little flurries. communal flourishing yes why why is living among other people linked to our own well-being Mm. that's the question you know where a good place to look for the answer would be the bible the bible the bible we're going back to the yeah we need the word of the bible not our own words first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14 here we go I'm going to read the last sentence in verse 13. Okay. It says, be at peace among yourselves. Mm. Also something that everyone's looking for. Sounds lovely. Is peace. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, Mm -hmm. be patient with them all. Huge. Patience. Mm. What does that verse have to do with community and flourishing? I'll just say... At some point or another, you will fall into all of those categories. Yeah. At some point, you will be idle and you will need to be admonished. Mm-hmm. At some point, you will be faint hearted and you will need encouragement. At mm-hmm. some point, you'll be weak and you'll need help. At some point, you're just going to need other people to be patient with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So those who live in isolation, they don't have somebody who can encourage them who can correct them. That's a tough, that's a tough part about Sticky community. one. Yeah. It's a tough part about community. Sensitive part of it. Sometimes we do need to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Encouraged, helped, like meeting tangible physical needs. Yeah. We cannot do this life alone. No. Like you actually literally can't. You just wouldn't survive. You'd go insane. 
And it goes back to what I think we mentioned this in the very first episode. We are all needy and we're needed. Mm-hmm. Shout out Exchange Church and Wake Forest. They we do. G- they gave us that. We do a lot of shout outs on this podcast. Yeah, we're just spreading the love. <laughs> Communal flourishing, you know what I mean? We did learn that from Exchange Church, though, and it has carried with us for the last several years. Yeah, but the idea is, so not only do you need other people to survive, other people need you. Mm-hmm. So if you are intentionally isolating yourself, you're you're robbing yourself of something you need, and you're also robbing other people. Like, people need the Jesus in you, mm-hmm. just like you need the Jesus in them. We're all needy and needed. Yeah. I'm going to give an example. Do it. Sunday morning, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I just, I was like, man, I'm like dragging to church this morning, to be totally, to be totally be honest. I don't know why. Matthew was preaching Sunday morning. I should have been like, yes, this is so exciting. Matthew's preaching. Oh, well, well. I was dragging. Um, my kids were stressing me out a little bit. It was just a little bit of a stressful morning. And I just, God stopped me in my tracks and he was like, you, you think that this actually like, it would be easier to stay home this morning. But the fact that you're overwhelmed this morning and not really feeling, uh, not really feeling community today just shows that like, that is exactly what I needed Sunday morning Yeah, was to be among the body of Christ. And it was exactly what I needed. So. And somebody needed you there. Namely me. <sighs> Probably some other people too. But that that's a perfect transition into what I, I also wanted to bring this up. At Grace Life, this is one of my favorite things about our worship gatherings. Every single Sunday, we read this welcome. Mm-hmm. This welcome makes me very emotional. And I need it every Sunday. Yeah. And here it is. At the beginning of our worship gathering, this is read from the stage. To all who mourn and need comfort. To all who are weary and need rest. To all who feel worthless and wonder if God cares. To all who fail and need strength. To all who sin and need a savior. To all who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And to whoever else will come. Grace Life Church opens wide her doors in the name of Jesus Christ and offers welcome. Why did I read that on a podcast about communal flourishing? Because just like in 1 Thessalonians 5, all of us fall into one of those categories. And because you were giving a plug for Grace Life Church. Shout out Grace Life. (laughs) All of us fall into one of those categories and probably Mm -hmm. multiple on any given Sunday. Yeah. Any given day. Yeah, any given day. And we, we, we all need a safe place to come to wherever we're at on any given day. Mm -hmm. So community, like a gospel saturated group of believers needs to be a place that is safe for people. Like our definition of communal flourishing, participating in the shared life of God's kingdom. That place is a place of love and of grace and of patience, like it says in First Thessalonians. And of acceptance. Yeah, like we, this is, this is the 
what's that word? Math word? Equation. This is. You just looked at me and asked me what that math word was. Like I was going to know what it was. This is the equation also that Grace Life, another shout out to Grace Life. We say this all the time. Gospel plus safety plus, plus time. time equals transformation. Mm-hmm. That's so good. People need, and that equation, <clears throat> it, it assumes community. Like you need the gospel from other people being shared with you, mm-hmm. being just washed over you. You need safety from other people mm. where they will listen to you. That is so important. Safety is so important. Oh, yeah. Where people listen, they will seek to understand where you're at. And then time, like they will be patient, knowing that we are all in process. We are all still Roman 7 Christians Yeah. who struggle like we want to do certain things and we find ourselves not doing them and and we have this inner battle. So we need those things from other people in order to transform and grow. And this, this is why communal flourishing, it can be a difficult topic. Yeah. Because some people have tried and, and been in communities where they didn't receive safety or they didn't receive the gospel or they didn't receive time and patience and that hurts Mm -hmm. like we live in the already but not yet yeah like god's kingdom is here on earth in the in god's people in the church capital c church like god's kingdom is here but sin is still here so any community is a group of people who all still struggle with sin. Right. So there's going to be times where people are legitimately hurt. And that is that is the tough part mm-hmm. about communal flourishing. Hurt and need sometimes a lot of time to heal. Yeah. It could be years and years of church hurt. And so it could take years and years of healing. Yeah. We, we probably need it. That would demand its own episode. Yeah. I'm sure. Just processing being in a community, being hurt in some way, and just trying to process that, trying to hand that over to the Lord, trying to, yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. Another episode for another time. But we at least wanted to name it. Right. Recognize here. it. Name it up front. Like we know. We can talk about communal flourishing and the ideal. We can talk all day long till we're right. blue in the face, but we we have to uh, acknowledge the limits of community where we are right now yeah. in this already and not yet. The biggest thing is to the extent that we are letting the gospel deter- influence the way we live and treat other people, to the extent we do that, we can build closer and closer to that ideal. Yeah. I actually want to read a quote from uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book, Life Together. He says, all we can say, therefore, is the community of Christians springs solely from the biblical and reformation message of the justification of man through grace alone. 
This alone is the basis of the longing of Christians for one another. That was very, a lot of big words for me. Very wordy. Very. That's classic Dietrich. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Dietrich go way back. I mean, this guy's name just sounds smart. Yeah. What, basically what he's saying is. Yeah. Can you simplify that for us? All human beings are, are sinners, right? Correct. So he's saying the only thing that can explain why Christians long to be in community together is the gospel. Mm. Meaning if if we were not redeemed, mm-hmm. we would not have a lens of love towards other Christians. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have love towards us because we would see each other for what we were without mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. But once the gospel's introduced... Changes everything. It changes everything. Like, oh my word, you are redeemed Mm -hmm. by God. Mm -hmm. God has redeemed me. And now it's this longing to like be together as a group of people living out that kingdom ethic that Jesus has taught. Yeah, that's good. So really without the gospel, community is not fully possible. It ain't flourishing. No. And we, like I want to say, you can experience fellowship and community with people who aren't part of like your local church. Yes, I right? agree. Like mm-hmm. you, can, you can have friends who aren't a part of your church and still experience this communal flourishing. Mm-hmm. And I would even say part of our role as Christians is to seek to spread this to our literal neighbors mm-hmm. wherever we're at. I completely agree. It's like Jeremiah 29 says, seek, this is a wild. For I know the plans I have for you. Yes. I'm just kidding. Wait, you're being serious? Well, that verse is in there. But the, so the context of that, this, that, this chapter of the Bible is just insane. So the prophet Jeremiah is talking to a group of people who have just been force, forcefully taken out of their cities and towns where they live. They've been shipped off to Babylon. And Jeremiah says to them, seek the welfare of the city that you're in. He says, have kids, build some gardens, like multiply and seek the welfare of that city. And I think that principle applies to Christians today. Like seek the welfare of your local community Mm -hmm. where you live. We are not called to be this walled off, yes, isolated community. Right. I agree. <laughs> like we are a community who exists for the broader community. Right. We should seek not just, this is Tim Keller says this, don't just seek church growth, seek city growth. Mm-hmm. You should want wherever you live to be a thriving place where it is incredible to live because mm. people love one another people where that's there's so many people in that city who love god and love others that it's just an incredible place to live like that should be the ultimate goal right that's good yeah so we seek communal flourishing within the local church and also within our local cities towns wherever you live mm-hmm. like we want our neighbors to know we are here to help them. Like we are here to do life together. And I think this is a good place to point out that 
this whole thing, our whole podcast, this project we're doing, it is not just self-help baptized in Christian language pretending, pretending to be something else. Like this category of communal flourishing is so important because the Christian life, the path of following Jesus is not a path of just self-improvement and trying to be successful in like the categories of habitual flourishing and practical flourishing are in place so that we can contribute to the community that God is forming. Like God is, God saves us individually, but he does not save us to be individualistic. Like he, his whole plan is to save and create a people for himself. He is creating a holy nation, a people of righteousness who will spread his good news. Like it says in first Peter. So that's, that's the big idea involved behind communal flourishing. Like we are a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. And we want to live within that kingdom and within that community in a faithful, loving way. So as we release episodes under this category, this is kind of what it's going to look like. We'll probably talk about church, neighboring, um, serving, finding your spiritual gifts, um, giving to the needy, accountability, counseling, helping others find flourishing through counseling, hospitality, evangelism yep yeah so essentially any christian christian living topic that has to do with other people and doing life together Mm -hmm. will fall under this communal flourishing topic yeah we might share a little bit of our own stories yeah community through the years we i mean it's safe to say we would not be here oh a hundred percent safe to say if it were not for the communities we've had. Mm-hmm. The communities that we've had that we still have, but from a distance. Yeah. And then our our current communities yes. here and are here and now. Yes. Mm. We're grateful for all of you. Yes. You know who you are. <laughs> so that's uh, a wrap on communal flourishing, the, the introductory episode. Okay. As always, we close out with a random resource, uh, one of which I've already mentioned, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, Mr. Wise Guy. Life Together. Just to be, <laughs> Is that how his whole book is? Is he like, he's... I mean, he lives, you know, he's not like a, a modern guy. See, so he lived, he wrote during uh, like World War II, stuff like that. So, but like my question is, does he use a lot of big words the whole time? I mean, I'm just not, not really. a big words kind of he reader. Just, he doesn't talk in like 2023 American English gotcha. yeah. type thing. Um, I think he actually wrote in German, so it's been translated. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I could be totally. I know he is German. I don't know if he wrote in English or wrote in German. He probably did both. He's a smart guy. Mm. Uh, another book that I do want to mention 
when it comes to this topic is The Art of Neighboring. Do you remember that book? I was going to say, did I read that book? Because who's it by? It is. That's what I'm looking up. It is by. Did we read that in North Carolina? Yep. Jay Pathak. P-A-T-H-A-K. Jay Pathak and Dave Runyon. Oh, in the internship class? No, it was in like a, just a Bible study class. Definitely never read that. Yes, we did. Oh, at exchange. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 So this book, it's really cool. Uh, At one point they talk about the mayor of Denver said, these guys interviewed the mayor and he said, almost all of the political problems we're trying to solve almost all of them would be resolved if people just lived as good neighbors. Wow. That's crazy. That's part of what we're after in Mm -hmm. communal flourishing. So we'll talk more about that in the future. For now, that's all we got. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good job, babe. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) It's It's late for us on our end. So we're kind of just sitting here looking at each other like, how are we going to wrap this up? So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.